everybody and welcome to podcast number 12. Today I have the 2019 Rising Star New Comedian of the Year finalist, 2019 Go New York finalist, 2019 Get Up Stand Up New Comedian of the Year semi-finalist, 2019 So You Think You're Funny semi-finalist and 2020 Max Turner finalist. He's the only comedian the audience members write to me asking when he's coming back and he's everybody's favourite. He is the Lord Raj. Raj, welcome. Hello. Wow, that is the best introduction I've ever had to anything. <laughs> Did you notice everything on there was semi-finalist or finalist? So, but, but, yeah. always, the, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And, no, but <laughs> there's, there's greater things to come for you. you oh, I, I do hope so. Definitely, definitely. Oh, that was that was very. I'm, I'm blushing. That was such a nice introduction. It's true though. I had an audience member write to me and say, "When is Raj coming back?" I said, "Don't worry, he's coming back because you were due to come back just before, and then it got cancelled." And I, because yeah. I, because there's so few of us at the corner house, I had a seat right in the front because I organise who sits where. I thought, right, I'm going to sit in the front of the front. The one before us I'll, I'll wait until you come and i'll get her in the front so that she can just oh it's a it's a her is it and you've kept that quiet from me have you <laughs> well she's married she's probably my age my favorite so. kind that's right <laughs> <laughs> so but yes but she's not the only one even my boys say wait oh you got you're speaking to raj tonight he's oh, so um i did no. i did meet one of your sons at one of the shows didn't i the, the outdoor ones they were you do, you do have great venues. It's, um, I must say, I'm gonna, I have missed uh, uh, doing Berryland. So, well, Even down to the traffic, I love it all. <laughs> well, we love having you. Now, you're not a stranger to Kingston, Raj, because you actually no. came to university here and got a Bachelor of Arts focused on economics. What have you been on my Wikipedia page? I have. I've been trying to do some research. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get just anyone here on these podcasts, oh, you know. Well, look, I, I'm, how come I've been number 12? I need to know who's beat me from 1 to 11. <laughs> I, 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 I had to get my practice in before I um, start interviewing oh, the uh, expert. Good, good save, Elaine. Great save. Well played. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not a stranger to Kingston. I yeah, I studied economics at Kingston. Oh, it, do you know what? When you when you look when you think about it, that was 2007, and that makes me feel so old. I just I just yeah, I started in 2007. I used to live in Clay Hill Hall's residence, which is just up from Surbiton. If I'm yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then I moved to Surbiton. But Kingston was, I, do you know what? I don't know how people can live in Kingston that aren't students. Because everyone else there is like, you're either a student or you're 45, 50. <laughs> so where the hell does everyone else go? <laughs> it's true, it's true. That's, that's, that's it there's just two sides of it and you you yeah you never see you either see students on the road or you see old people up to pensioners uh middle-aged to pensioners sorry i just thank realized. you <laughs> <laughs> good save raj yeah i'll try i try i usually put my foot in it that's why i asked about editing so uh 
you know, you could just uh, feel free to change whatever I say. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I did economics there and then I, I went straight into work and I just realised that uh, I'm two months off working for 10 years as well. Wow. I'm, I'm, I think I'm due a breakdown, Elaine, you know. <laughs> You're getting old, aren't you? I am getting old, you know, I'm 32 this year. That's obviously why you don't live in Kingston anymore, because you don't hit the either student or the pension age. You're in that middle gap where you've gone yeah. to live elsewhere. Yeah. Well, I came back home and I got didn't no point living in Kingston once you're banned from all the nightclubs. So I came back <laughs> home. <laughs> now, um, we I've been also looking on your website and your Facebook and we've got a few videos that I've been oh, going God. through and you've got a boxing video up so is that because you box I do I gosh you caught me off guard <laughs> you better tell me my blood type because I don't know people ask me what my blood type is and I don't know but Elaine is about to tell me my blood type <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, should you know your blood type as well? Is that a thing you should just know? Is that kind of key? Because I'm 32 now. I'm starting to take responsibility in life. So I should know my blood type. Mm. Well, Graham says yes, but he's a bit nerdy. But, and I was told mine once, but I have no idea what it is now. So I wouldn't worry about it. If, you know, I'm sure they can do a quick blood test if I'm bleeding to death to get the right blood transfusion in. Yeah. It's probably on my record somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd just love to know. I'd want, you know, maybe I'm rare. Maybe I could save someone else's life. Who knows? Um, you asked me a question. Wait, don't tell me. I remember. Uh, boxing. Yes. So I used to, um, yeah, so uh, how many years ago was it? It was probably about five years ago. Um, uh, four, four or five years ago. I did a charity boxing match. Um uh, and for no reason other than it popped up and I was like, well, well, that looks fun. Um, and so I did this charity boxing match and it was all to raise money for cancer research. And on the night we raised about £10,000. Wow. Um, and there was, um, it was about 20 fights. Uh, so all your friends and family, all black tie event. Very nice. Now I was fight number 14 or something out of 20. And I didn't. I didn't sit down all day because I was nervous. And uh, so I stood all day, not not really eating or drinking, all bad moves, right? And I'd lost four stone while I was training for this fight. So I'd lost four stone. And then I fought a guy who was four stone heavier than me. Oh, no. <laughs> he, was, he was taller than me. He had a better reach than me. And he just absolutely... And I sparred with this guy. So we were all part of the same training camp, right? And we trained twice a week for eight weeks. And I really took the training element serious. But there's a few things I just didn't do. And it was like, um, I didn't wear headgear while I was training. But on the night of the fight, you have to wear headgear. Uh, and I sparred with the guy who I ended up fighting. Um, and he, we, he sparred very passively. Uh, and so he'd come and he'd just sort of tap me, tap me, and I'd tap back, tap back. And then on the night of the fight, I was like, I've come in and I've just gone, all right, all right mate, yeah, nice. <laughs> and he's just caught me straight in the nose, first hit. And I oh, was man. like, oh. But there's there's an actual six-minute six clip or something on um, on uh, on YouTube of it. And some of the licks that I took that night, 
were just you, you I think you feel the pain when you watch it and it's um it's 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 funny because we, we were both big guys so we didn't bother with body shots <laughs> so for six minutes we just punched each other in the face and at the end um the ref who's like an, an actual um boxing referee I think his name's something Williams Paul Williams or Barry Williams one of them um, but you'll see him on Sky Sports and stuff. And he was like, that was the fight of the night. Like, we just absolutely <laughs> beat the crap out of each other. But I lost. I did lose. I'd lost. And it was like round one to him, round two to me, round three. I think if it went on for 10 more seconds, he would have KO'd me. So... I was dying in there. Just it, it's what you take for granted on that training is like, how much you have to concentrate on breathing and, and lasting in the ring rather than, um the actual physical element of it but yeah good fun and I've, I've started it again so since I lost the four stone I put the four stone back on and plus one more I think and now I'm back down to where I was so from I've used lockdown to just literally work out and I'm down about I down was about gonna four. say Raj you are looking good tonight well you're a flirt Elaine of course you're but you did look really light on your feet when even Graham was impressed even Graham fancied you then it was like oh "Oh, look at those light feet (laughs) that's not fair because you've muted Graham he's not allowed to talk because he can't even defend himself (laughs) you can come in you can come in um so the other thing the other um video that you have got up on Facebook is your uh the Girati in-laws which was hilarious yeah so what (laughs) (laughs) do you know what that was that was actually a wedding gift for someone um so you see the person in the video with me yeah it was his um it was his brother getting married and he married uh an Indian Gujarati girl and uh they thought it'd be hilarious because of the culture clash and me being like a middleman because I'm, I am Indian, I am Gujarati, but I could pass for just about anything. Yeah. Um, so uh, they thought it'd be funny if I did like a little um, video uh, to sort of give, give him tips on how it'd be surviving with, with Indian in-laws. And, uh, you know, I thought little, little video, be nice, play it at the wedding. I got to his house, uh, this, this must be about a year and a half, two years ago now, I got to his house and the guy in the video with me, he's a cameraman for the likes of Netflix. So I got to his house and I just look in his front garden and there's this big rig and I was like, <laughs> what's this? And he goes, that's the artificial sunlight. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's made this big, massive production and we've filmed from like 60 different angles. And I thought, that's when I thought, you know what? I've made it. I have made it. <laughs> and it only got played at that wedding and about 500 times on YouTube. But it is very, it is very, um, it is very bespoke uh, to what it is that, that video. Uh, but yeah, it was just, a, it was just a gift for Peter and, uh, that sari that I'm wearing in in the video. Uh, oops, spoiler alert. I'm looking at face there because he hasn't seen the video. So oh. <laughs> spoiler alert, spoiler alert, I wear a sari. Uh, but that's the same sari we made him wear on his stag do for the entire oh. stag do. <laughs> we went to, we went to um, Prague or Budapest. I'm going to say Prague because Budapest got cancelled because of COVID. So I didn't make it to Budapest, but Prague is where we went. And 
we had these this big um, beer cart type thing where you all pedal and that's what moved the cart. Oh, right, yeah. You drink beer while you pedal. And there's one thing I don't do, two things I don't do is drink beer and I don't cycle. So <laughs> this was like a nightmare for him. But we didn't go very fast, so we just made him follow the truck in in a sari while dancing to the music that we were blaring through the middle of Prague. <laughs> the amount of people that joined in, but that's what you get. Don't marry an Indian girl. <laughs> <laughs> there are, yeah, you can't just come and take as many Indian girls as you want. <laughs> <sighs> so when, after doing all your studying at university, which now is not cheap, what did your parents say to you when you said, oh, actually, I'll do my job, but what I'm, I want to do comedy as well. Do you know what? <laughs> you, you pulled that off the website. And it, do you know what? I wrote that because it was funny. But they honestly, they're so supportive. And it's because they don't understand it. They do not understand stand-up comedy. I could sit and watch a special with my dad. And he'll be like, like, I hear them laughing. I just don't get it. And he will <laughs> just not understand it. And so he, he has watched... He has watched my stand-up, uh, not in person, but um, he, I think he laughs more because everyone else is laughing, but he just doesn't get it. He's just not a comedy fan at all. He's, he's more your sort of murder documentary sort of guy, which I don't know if I should be worried about or not, but uh, <laughs> more for him. I've got nothing to give him, so uh, no point killing me. <laughs> so what actually got you into comedy in the first place that's a great question that I knew you were going to ask me um what got me into it you know what I put it off for four years um I put it off for four years then I was in a relationship um which was um yeah took up a whole load of my time I moved moved out went went to Oxbridge was working still in banking over there uh, and I and I just put it off and I never did it and I looked at this course that I always wanted to go on and I never did it just put it off uh, then I broke up um, and had loads of time and I was like well um, I might as well do something with this time so I just bought it and I went I went to this course uh, and this course was with a lot of comedians that you might know now uh, well the three of us have really carried on so I'd, if you know Matt Box uh, Ginger Matt uh, and Leila Ladhari. We were oh, all on. Yeah. We were all on this on this call. That's how I know them. So, uh, and then uh, yeah, we just carried on and we did our sort of showcase, which was at Backyard Comedy Club. Um, and from that, so, you know, like uh, went on to my second show was at a, a theatre in Enfield for four hundred people. And I look back at that now, and I think. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's uh, I've got that I've got that clip still, but and I've got the pictures from it because it just the stage just looked phenomenal, um, and it, it looks like a Netflix special on the picture. It's great, and that was for the guy that that ran the course. He was doing his one hour show, and he let me he let me open for him. Wow! Um, so who was, did your course? Really nice. It was a guy called Mr. C. Mr. C. <laughs> yeah, based in based in Camden. Uh, they, they're called the Comedy School. Great, great bunch of people there. Um, I actually go back quite a lot to 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 talk to the new students that that go on to there. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoy it. Uh, I enjoy it. I just regret it that I didn't do it 
those four years earlier when I thought about it because I'll be charging you a whole load more money for this interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh dear. So what um what makes you laugh? What 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 did you watch comedy when you were younger or anything or yeah, uh, but my taste in comedy's definitely mm. changed. I think I grew up watching a lot of the urban scene, um, uh, you know, a lot of UK urban, so people like Ori Styler, who now I gig with all the time, um, and he lives very local to me, and we have absolute top-notch banter, mainly him taking the mick out of me, um, and he's got one over on me now, because the last show we did, which was my last show before this lockdown, we, he did, he ran a raffle at the end of his show, which um, was for a Nintendo Switch, which uh, I entered. I said, I asked him, I said, as an act, can I enter? And he said, yes, no problem. And I said, well, that's fantastic. So I bought eight tickets or something like that. I bought 10 tickets for eight quid, something like that. I can't remember. But I won the Nintendo Switch. I won the top, <laughs> top prize. Then the entire crowd, and this was Wembley Box Park, the main bit of it, booed when I won it. <laughs> And so I felt this almighty pressure to give this £200 prize that I'd just won, which I'd earmarked for my nephew for Christmas. And I gave it back. And then someone else won it. And they had they must have given it to their kids because they looked super happy and they thanked me. But that's, uh, yeah, so Uri Styler, that's who I grew up watching. And and now he he runs uh, a bunch of gigs himself and, and books me. And it, it's, it's crazy to think that that's someone I watched growing up and he does a, a massive bit on on the um, UK garage scene. Uh, and that, that gets uh, gets a lot of love. And it's, it's, it's a really old clip, but it, it just doesn't get boring. I could watch that non-stop people like Kevin Hart I watched growing up but again that's not really my taste anymore I'm, I'm not sure I'm a big fan of, of newer stuff but then it's sort of matured as well I like your Bill Burr's your, your Tom Segura's your that Dave Chappelle obviously so yeah I, I am a big fan of comedy Brilliant. Um, but do I laugh still I'm not entirely sure you know I'm not sure if I am too analytical when I watch it now it is so funny you should say because you do don't you you start thinking yeah perhaps if they'd have done that instead yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I spend my time doing three things I think when I'm watching comedy one is laugh I will laugh if I find it funny two I'll be like wow what's he done there okay how's he thought of that and the third is why didn't I think of that that's <laughs> three things I think about when I watch comedy <laughs> brilliant and if you could have your comedians round to dinner who would you invite round how many, how many tables have I got? Uh, how many? Three. Say three. Got, am I cooking? You, you don't have to cook. I'll okay, cook it, this imaginary meal. So are you, are you there as well? Are you one of the three? <laughs> whatever, or I'll send you a, pretend there's a delivery. I will deliver what, um, whatever you want. And you can, you've got your three I've guests. I've, I've caught you off right. guard here, haven't I, with all my questions. Um, so I Just playing for time, Raj, I know. Have a kind of three comedians at this dinner table with me, and what famous or on our circuit? Any any ones that you would want for dinner? Oh right, okay. So I would have, uh, I'd have uh, Dave Chappelle at my dinner table. I would have Bill Burr at the dinner table, and I would have 
Hmm. I think I would go with Kevin Hart. And uh, there's a logic to this, right? I like all of their, I like Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle's style, what they talk about, but I like Kevin Hart's business mind. And I'd want to tap into all three of those minds. And you'd have to keep that business mind because obviously you, the Indian's coming through in you. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's all about the profit. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing during lockdown, Roger? Are you doing things online or are you just writing? Honestly, I, I'm doing nothing. I'll be honest. I'm not writing. I'm not gigging. Uh, I've been a bit shit on that front. Sorry, I don't know if kids are listening. Um, but yeah, no, I've been terrible. I've been terrible on uh, on on the writing. I have little ideas. I just jot down on my phone, and maybe one day they'll become like today. I, you know, I was talking to um, I was talking to my. I love this guy because what we do right is we just will shout topics at each other, and then you have to come back with a joke within twenty four hours on that topic, uh, and we try and tailor it to our styles, etc. So he's just messaged me earlier today, a guy called Jason Tasker. I don't know if you know him. Uh, he uh, he's just gone. What are you writing about this weekend? And just make having someone say that to you is like quite inspiring to go. Oh, I'm gonna go and write something this weekend. And I felt pressure to write something, so I wrote cows. And he's like, "What?" I said, "Yeah, I'm gonna write about cows." <laughs> and I'm just trying to try and work on the comparison that if you know Graham might describe you as a cow one day in your life, right? But if you were Indian. That's such a compliment because we worship cows. So I'm just gonna try and just gonna try and work with the fact the different types of cows, the different beasts, all the different. I'm just gonna jot some ideas. It's never gonna be a joke, but I am trying to write. I'm trying to write like an hour a day. I see because obviously I see people like Ali Woods and stuff. They're absolutely smashing it, and uh, all his content is phenomenal. Um, so uh, yeah, it's 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 all inspirational. Um, but I also because I work. Work. I work full time from here. So where I'm sat now, I'm here from nine till five, and I still carry on with the day job. So it's hard to work, and my bed is there. So it's hard to get any sort of motivation uh, when you're in the same four walls um, and not able to get out. So it's, it is tough to write, but I'm trying to force myself. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm sure you'll have something ready for us when uh, when it all comes back live again. I will um, definitely try. Definitely. <laughs> well, Roger, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to oh, you. Oh, thank you for having me on. And um, hopefully it won't be too long before we can see you back at a whole lot of comedy. Thank I you. Hope, I hope so. Thank, thank you very much for having me. That's great. Take care. Bye. Bye.